This is a podcast by Lumina, the perfect space to innovate, collaborate and grow in health, science and tech. Yupin Robson, welcome to Health Tech Talks. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. Yupin, you're the CEO and co-founder of Edify Medical, which is what we're going to talk about today. But before you started down the entrepreneurial path, you worked in the healthcare industry for both pharmaceutical and medical device companies in medical sales and marketing. Clinically, you're trained as a microbiologist and you have a research background in virology and cost effectiveness and you're a business and science postgraduate. But let's start with Edify Medical. Can you explain what it is? Yes, absolutely. Edify Med is a multilingual medical education training app. We've designed it in a way to actually allow people to help reach the audiences that they want to actually do training in that don't have English as a first language. Can you give us an example? Yeah, so when I first started thinking about the challenges of language with training, I was thinking outside of Australia because my my heritage is from Thailand and then I spent a lot of time working overseas. And so I worked with a lot of people that didn't speak English. But what I've discovered in the last six months journey of building Edify Med is that here at home, a lot of the front-facing healthcare workers that we actually have supporting our health system in Australia, English is actually not their first language. When we look at the aged care um, healthcare provider setting, a lot of the people who are actually doing the hard work, taking care of the most vulnerable of our patients, the majority of them are actually foreign-born and foreign-trained health workers. So Edify Med is really there to support their education and learning to actually be able to help bring them up to speed with the knowledge and the skills to actually best take care of our patients. And we just want to create a level playing field for these individuals because when you actually don't have English as a first language, it takes you longer to learn. The burden is always on the learner for correct understanding and learning. So we just want to actually remove some of those barriers for them, give them that correct information in their first language. So how did you discover the need for such a service? I used to be the Asia-Pacific manager for a very large medical device company. And when we did training globally, I would be standing in front of a room and there would be, you know, 10, 12 people from all different countries with 10, 12 different languages. And yet we used to train everybody just in English. And being bilingual Thai, the poor old Thai community used to always cop it from me because I would test them in Thai. Did you understand what I said? (laughs) What did I actually say to you? Repeat it back to me. And because I spoke Thai, I was able to actually see firsthand that they missed a lot of information they didn't understand. And so it was really clear to me that if you wanted efficiency and speed to training, continually doing the same thing that we've always done, which is just push everything out in English, wasn't really a very effective way of doing it. So are your customers the businesses training the staff or the actual staff needing the training? So the customer, the paying customer is the business, the business that wants to scale their training to reach their global workforce or their diverse workforce here at home. So we, we kind of just assume that, again, people speak English, and people do speak English. You have to have a certain proficiency to be able to actually live here in Australia. But that proficiency doesn't really actually capture what 
technical, difficult medical information actually is required. And most of the time when we are actually doing training, businesses are in some way ticking a box to say that it's been done, which is what a lot of the learning management system is really about. You've watched that, you've signed this to say that I've done it. What Edify Medical has actually developed is a learning management system, but it's not about compliance. Ours is about inclusion, diversity and scalability to reach the global diverse audience. So we've built a tool for businesses that's actually going to be valuable for their learners. Because it's much more than just, as you say, ticking a box saying I've done that. It's about understanding what you've done. And having confidence in your work. So imagine if you are um, a nurse and you are in the middle of the pandemic in an aged care facility and you have a language proficiency and IL score of 5.5 which is actually all you need to work in the health sector and now you're presented with really complex information about managing patients viral load <laughs> how do we and we give that in English we give it in written form we're assuming people can read we're assuming people can understand so absolutely you know for us the end of the day all of this is actually about patient safety which is why we're in this. Why do we train people really well? Because ultimately we want the patient to have the very, very best outcome. Newpen, was this your first startup business? Yes, in its true sense, it certainly is, where I've gone through the whole program of, you know, the accelerator, capital raising, all of that fun stuff, having business partners. But I did start my uh, entrepreneurial journey very early on in primary school selling Avon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also when I transitioned from high school into university, I actually started a little training program to actually help support high school students move into university. And so I forgot about all of those things until just more recently of how did I actually start this journey. I guess it started a long time ago, but has culminated to this. And so you applied to participate in the first Lumina X Accelerator program delivered by cohort in 2021. Why did you decide to apply for the program then? Like many things in life, sometimes you just trip over opportunities and and actually recognising that the opportunity is there is half of the challenge, I think. So when we were pre-Luminar, because we were the uh, inaugural group that came through, we were actually introduced to cohort by some friends that actually are in the startup ecosystem and they wanted us to meet some really amazing people that already were here at cohort. So I met a couple of amazing founders and there was actually a pitch night that was happening in November. And so I was invited to actually, um, you know, see if we can actually pitch on that night. So we put it in a really short video done that afternoon and were accepted. So we actually did the pitch night in November 1st and that was the first time I actually got up to articulate the business concept and the idea out loud to the audience. So from that, then I guess the relationship with the group at Cohort had started to develop and they were telling us about the fact that there was going to be an accelerator program. And so we were really excited to actually apply for that and luckily we were accepted. What stage were you at with your business then? Completely early, early conceptual stage and what the program actually did for us was we actually paused all development till after the accelerator. So we were already registered, we had the idea, we had a few uh, materials, we talked to a lot of customers, did a lot of investigation but what we didn't do was actually invest any money in the development of the technology until post the program and as I've said before I feel like 
having actually the community really help direct us saved us a lot of time and a lot of money in actually doing things that probably wouldn't have created any more value. And so we took the learning from the group rather than make those mistakes ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's so worth it, isn't it? And so what what were the tangible outcomes from Lumina X that you were able to bring to the business? I mean, there have been so many outcomes. So I think first and foremost, the legitimacy of what we're trying to do, having the structure and the support of both the government, the council, the university, and all of the individuals who are surrounding and supporting this program around us, in a way, I think has given our investors a lot of security. I mean, they were really investing, I guess, in me as a founder, but having the knowledge that there is actually a whole lot of people that are actually supporting us through this, I think has allowed us to, we're currently doing a second raise at the moment. We've actually got follow-on investment from our initial investors. But beyond that, actually, the, the community of other founders So the friendship and the collaborative work and the continuing, and I will call it the concierge service that happens where you are being introduced to people that can actually help open doors or people who know people or people who can hone in your conversation. You know, those are things that never would have, I think, happened had we not actually come to be part of the community here on the Gold Coast. I think the Gold Coast is a very unique place compared to um, certainly other places around Australia. It's certainly a much more baby uh, program compared to the bigger kids in the bigger town. But I think that's actually really our superpower, actually, because we're not lost in the system. I think we are actually a small enough community that allows you to still be seen and you're not a number. And the community, I guess like any regional community, it actually has a really strong family feel about it. And I do think that that's actually what makes the Gold Coast extremely unique. And I'm so grateful that Edify Medical was actually, you know, we tripped over this opportunity and we were able to be part of it. Meant to be. Did you have your business partners at that stage? Yes, already. So we had already set up our corporate and legal structure. Adrian Marshall and Bianca Garcia are the other two co-founders for Edify Medical. Bianca and I actually worked together in a medical device company for almost 10 years. And we both actually got our redundancy within a few months of each other. And I remember ringing Bianca up on the first day after she was enjoying her morning cup of coffee, day one from her redundancy saying, hey, what are you doing? You want to do something? (laughs) Of which she's like, okay, that sounds amazing. Let's do that. We both managed to rope in Adrian. So he's our sensible one in the team. You're listening to Health Tech Talks, a podcast series delivered by Lumina. To find out more about Lumina, visit the website luminagoldcoast.com.au and sign up today to receive your Lumina Opportunities Pack. If you hadn't done Lumina X, where do you think you would be with Edify Medical now? I think less focus. It's actually really easy to be distracted in developing something and I think it's been a very grounding place. So I think we would have overdeveloped the tech. I think we would have taken longer and agonised over things a lot more. I think we would be more scattered in actually trying to find a home for 
you know, the technology or the partnership. Whereas having done the program, it's been very grounding for us. It's very easy within this startup ecosystem to be lost in the matrix of it all. Um, I always talk about the blue and the red pill. And and it is, you you drink the Kool-Aid of the startup system. And in a way, when you step back into your friends and your trusted colleagues, the glamour of just the program slips away because it's not just about the demo night and the rah-rah. It's actually the people who are really genuinely interested in seeing you succeed that grounds you back into, all right, we just we actually just need to get customers, we just need to get revenues, and how do we all focus on taking those next steps? Yupin, what's been the greatest challenge as an entrepreneur in the health industry? First and foremost, you know, I think the financial pressure of being an entrepreneur is incredible. I gave up a very lucrative full-time financial career <laughs> to earn pretty much no money. <laughs> so I think that financial hardship is really, it's real. Um, it's real that we all face. It's a choice. So I know that everyone's at different stages in their life that allows them to, you know, be able to make some of those hard decisions. So that's that's absolutely real. The other really challenging part of it is the emotions are very extreme. You have really, really high days where you are kicking goals and you feel completely euphoric and invincible. And then the reverse happens where you've had a knockback and you feel like the ground couldn't get any deeper into the earth. <laughs> you probably um, question your path on those days. Well, you, you just feel terrible. Mm. You feel, you know, as high as you go is as low as you can go and the imposter syndrome comes in and, and then obviously for the founders who've taken on investment from friends and family and institution the burden of actually the responsibility with that money. Not everybody's putting in money to make money, but people are putting in money to perhaps do something valuable with their money. And so the burden and the responsibility of making sure that you are delivering, I'm really hard on myself. So every now and then I need to kind of just remind myself that, you know, it's okay. It's one step at a time. And I did actually go through that this last month of, and I won't swear online, but I did actually say, you know, calm down, Yupin. Just take a breath. Yeah. We can just one step at a time, whereas I'm wanting to leap 10 steps ahead and sometimes when you're leaping you actually take a bit of a wrong turn or you leap off a bridge. Well I think starting a business can really teach you patience certainly my experience. Absolutely and for me it's probably the thing that I've had to learn kind of the most is actually just slowing down not stopping but slowing down in a sense because when you are rushing there's a very different set of energy that comes with that And I know that I have a very big energy. And when I'm in a let's close this off energy, it's quite overwhelming. And I've I've actually watched probably myself overwhelm people the last month of actually trying to close things off because I'm way ahead at the end game already. And so actually reminding that you are, as a business owner, taking everybody on a journey with you because the problem is real that we're trying to solve, but people haven't spent 23 hours of their day for the last two years thinking about it. So Mm -hmm. actually taking people on that journey 
without overwhelming them to make, you know, big decisions has been a really big learning kind of for me to just pull that back in. Yupin, what's your advice to other entrepreneurs and self-starters thinking to enter the industry? So my advice for people who are wanting to do this is firstly, you should absolutely do it. You live once and you what you don't want to do is actually regret not saying that you know do you have to do it now okay maybe not but actually I think the if if there is actually a passion there for people to start something then absolutely do it do it with an open mind and an open heart because certainly edify medical in its initial idea of the problem we thought we were solving has shifted and changed slightly and we've discovered you know even bigger problems which actually is closer to home that we can solve more. I was very much kind of externally looking and then found out that actually here at home we have a huge problem. So being really open to actually staying true to the problem that you're solving but the way you deliver that tool should be fluid. And I think sometimes as founders we get, you know, emotionally and financially and physically attached to things that we find it really hard to listen to what people are saying is needed. So I think my advice is to surround yourself with genuine individuals who are who have done it who are not talking about it they they don't have a financial stake in your success but they have a emotional and a personal stake in in wanting you to succeed so surrounding yourself with really good people is actually really important and actually the other thing that I think has I've certainly I haven't myself um, been caught up in because I think having 20 plus years of corporate experience has taught me not to get sucked up into the time-wasting situation. So I guess my advice is be very focused. It's actually very easy to get caught up in the rah-rah and you lose days, weeks and months serving the purpose of other people's requirement and losing vision on actually what it is that you're needing to do. And so the most important thing I think is to actually focus on building a business, a business that has revenue and a business that has value and everything else is actually a bonus. That's great advice. Yuban, we're talking today from the Lumina development on the Gold Coast. How do you think Lumina can keep supporting other health tech entrepreneurs like yourself? So I'm so, so excited for the Gold Coast. The Lumina precinct, I have the privilege of being in the team that was put together by Ariana for the Advanced Queensland, Queensland Connect program. And what it's actually shown me is that this, is, this isn't just happening. This is a 40-year plan that the state government has had for this area of free land where we can create and grow our precinct which is actually able to, within walking distance, to a university and two hospitals. It is completely unique around Australia. The only other place that I can think of that's remotely like this is Boston. So we have an opportunity here where the supporting of the startups or the SME or the scale-up has an opportunity to work with university to help research to tap into the health professionals doctors nurses executives to actually validate our ideas and concept and I know that the team with the health and knowledge precinct is really about how do we concierge the businesses to take advantage of 
the actual ecosystem itself. So my partner is actually developing a building in the area called the North Star. And so I've been lucky enough to actually be part of the actual Luminar X Accelerator, part of a development in the site and part of the team that is really out there championing the connection of the Gold Coast to be, you know, the star in Queensland (laughs) and if not Australia. And one of the things we really highlight is the Gold Coast already as a city, people come here to holiday and to play. So you can come here, be part of this ecosystem. Your kids can go to Dreamworld, have a fantastic time. Your partner can go to the beach. You can come here and get some stuff done and then actually go back or even better, move here to the Gold Coast. I love it. It's a great place to live. Even applications open this month, so February 2023, for the 2023 Lumina X Accelerator program. It's open to Australian-wide startups and entrepreneurs to apply. Listeners can go to luminax.com.au to find out more. What's your advice to listeners thinking about applying? Uh, I was thinking about this question earlier and I think it's going to be harder than certainly it was when we were actually the first program. The news wasn't out there yet. (laughs) So we, we feel like we had an easier run. So I think it's going to be pretty competitive. So I would advise businesses that are interested to reach out to the community, whether it's the startups that have been through the last two programs, perhaps some of the mentors, and actually have a talk to them about whether you're a good fit for this and how and you know why this would actually be helpful for you. And really think carefully about your application because I think that it's going to be super competitive. There's investment involved, the state government, the university have all signed up for extended long-term partnership to support the program. So I would advise people to do their research like you were applying for any other job to actually do a really good job in your application because the standard is so high because the outcome is so fantastic. And would you recommend that they go for it? Oh, absolutely. Not only work hard to apply, but work really hard to actually come here. And if you can actually spend you know, an extended period of time here, it is always better than just flying in and flying out because a lot of the time, you know, the magic does happen at the water cooler as well. So really commit to it. I think those who commit to the full program, time-wise, energy-wise, you will get so much more from it than if you actually are just fleeting in and out. If you really want the full kit and caboodle, I think commit to the kit and caboodle and you'll you'll get the... uh, the full outcome. So really immerse yourself yeah. in the program. Yupin, yeah. it's been wonderful talking with you. All the very best with Edify Medical. Thank you so much. To learn more about Lumina and how we work with health tech startups, visit luminagoldcoast.com.au and don't forget to sign up to receive your Lumina Opportunities Pack today.